he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy that you are here with us. Yes, with us, not without us. So please come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I love the energy. Oh my God. This is the type of energy I felt though when I heard that Katie Thurston was announced as one of the three people starring in Fuckboy Island coming this fall. So have you seen Fuckboy Island before? No, but I know the premise slash isn't Elon Gale, the former producer of The Bachelor, now the producer of F-Boy Island, so... Or, like, creator, like, head honcho, I think. Oh, of, of Fuckboy Island. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like when your boss at, like, Kohl's... Coles. Moves over to Target and okay. <laughs> like moves over to Target and then says like, "Hey, Julie, I have an opening at Target. I'm gonna pull you." Like because he pulled someone that he knew from the Bachelor franchise over to is it Hulu, HBO? I think it's on HBO know. actually. Okay, Fuckboy yeah. Island. Um, so she's like yeah. jumping ship to go to a different network, and it's because of the connection she has with Alon Gale. But Alon wasn't part of Katie's season, right? Wasn't his last season like? Colton's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's been gone for a while. Okay, so maybe not your your direct boss, but maybe like someone you used to work with through the no, Yeah, I would believe that they would have a relationship at some level. I mean, I feel like every single person we've talked to from the franchise that's more like OG old school, like love saying how much they love Alon Gale. And then he left around like Colton Hannah Brown season and To be Mm -hmm. fair, the show has never been the same since. It really hasn't. (laughs) But I have given Fuckboy Island a try in the Mm -hmm. past, and I hated it. But I am fully committing to Katie. I mean, if Katie Thurston is one of the main women, I will ride it out the whole season. Wait, so for people who don't know, what's the pr- the premise is there's women, they're di- they have to figure out if they're fuckboys or genuine, right? That's like the premise. And Kate- Katie's one of three. So it's not She's like one, one of the girls. No, yeah, yeah. It's like three main girls and then half of the guys are fuckboys and half of them are real. Okay. I don't I didn't make it far enough to actually know what happened. I just felt like compared to The Bachelor, it wasn't as good. And everyone said because Elon Gale was producing mm-hmm. it or whatever, it was going to be really really good and maybe it is and I just missed it because like I said I didn't really make it that far. Yeah. But he's smart by putting Katie as one of the girls because I am fully committed to the show now. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Totally. I wonder, is, is there, like, prize money at the end? Because if you're a fuckboy and you get to the end, like, what's your incentive to get to the end? What is the premise? Okay, yeah, please read a synopsis. Oh, there, there is a cash. Oh, okay. F-Boy Island follows three women in paradise joined by 26 men, half of whom are self-proclaimed nice guys looking for love, and half of whom are self-proclaimed F-Boys. Seeking only a cash prize, the women must try to distinguish the sincere from the sneaky as they try to pursue romantic connections. That's kind of cool. See, that sounds good. That sounds fun to watch. I guess, you know what it was? We talked about it on Tuesday's recap. I think the episodes I was giving of F-Boy weren't like the good enough episodes, you know? I was giving like the first or second episode a try, as opposed to like three, four, five, where it probably got a little bit better. I think the antics in the beginning were like kind of lame. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we need to maybe give it a bigger shot. To really get invested. But I'm excited for Katie. I mean, I think Alon Gale is, like, taking a page out of old school Bachelor in that, like, you know, bring people on that 
the audience is invested in and we like we've been following Katie we know her story and so like obviously I want to watch and see what happens to her so it's a good play the bachelor mm-hmm. should take notes seriously well moving on like we need to talk about Barbie a little bit more after Monday night's episode of the bachelorette <laughs> I could talk about Barbie all day every day but in case you guys didn't see um the world premiere of the Barbie movie happened last week and a bunch of bachelor people were there Andrew Spencer was there Susie was there Charity was there those are the three Jojo that- Jordan Jojo and Jordan yes correct so Hannah G Yeah, lots of people were there. It looked so fun. Um, Everyone looked amazing. And so Andrew Spencer was posting about being at the premiere and was posting a lot of pictures with him and Susie. They did a little like reels moment where they walk in together. And a lot of people were kind of wondering like, oh, is this is this a hard launch? Like what is happening here? I don't think that's the case. I think Susie and Andrew are just, like, really good friends. However, I did find something interesting in the comments. So a bunch of people are just kind of like, wait, is this a hard launch? What's going on? What's going on? In regards to Andrew and Susie. But then someone said um, in the comments about Andrew and Susie, so if you're not dating her, hook her and Mikey Planeta up. And if you guys remember, Mikey's from Katie Thurston's season, good friend with Greg and Andrew. And Andrew, this is the only comment that Andrew responded to. Everyone else is like, can you and Susie date? Blah, 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 blah. He doesn't respond. This he responds and he goes, LOL, I literally talked to her about this earlier. I'm dead. What? So. So why can't they just do that? I mean, he's in the same circle. I don't know. What does it mean? We haven't said that in a while, but what does it mean? What because does it I mean? Think I think, they, like, he's being so, but Andrew's being so public about it. Like, that's the only comment he responds to is kind of putting on blast. Like, oh, we have discussed the possibility of Susie and Mikey dating. That's great, though. Thank you, Andrew. I love that. Because yeah. everyone saw the Andrew Susie reel and mm-hmm. thought that was like a hard launch. And I'm like, guys, come on. And I said, I said this in our Facebook group, but I feel like after you come on our podcast, I feel like you're my friend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know Susie and I know Andrew. And I feel like I would know about this if this was going to be a hard launch because we're friends. Yeah. And no, that wasn't a hard launch. Like they're besties. I do think they'll one night get drunk and make out. Yeah. That's inevitable. Of course. Inevitable. But I am kind of here for a Mikey Susie. I think he fits her a little bit. Oh, really? I feel like their personalities are so different, but maybe I'm not as good friends with them as I think, despite the fact (laughs) that they've both been on our podcast. Well, Mikey's been on our podcast, too. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, I don't know. I guess, I mean, they're both in California, right? Isn't Mikey an LA boy, too? So, I think maybe, like, maybe, I don't know. I just, I see them as, like, such different personalities, different types of people, but opposites sometimes attract why would the commenter say hook her up with mikey that's so random it makes me feel like there was something that we're missing here maybe a little flirty flirty in the comment section somewhere i know yeah so if you guys see anything sound off in the comments below because i don't know this was random to me but i'm into it super random i'm super into it we'll have to report back on this once we know a little more information All right, moving on. So speaking of Charity's Bachelorette season, Caitlin Bristow revealed on her podcast that she and Jason were actually asked to host the date that Gabby and Rachel ended up hosting two weeks ago and that they passed for two reasons. And I'm going to play the clip. You and I were asked to host that date. Oh, yeah, we were. And we passed. Why wouldn't they ask Gabby and Rachel first? Maybe they asked them for another one and they couldn't. Why did we pass? Why did we? I don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) Why did we pass? Yeah. Because you're like, 
I'm not going from hosting the show to hosting a bachelor longest kiss date. Well, the money wasn't good enough for me. Yeah. You got to say no to some things and that yeah. budget's gone down. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I think that's some interesting tea that like they're not paying well for these little appearances. Not that I thought they were paying like a crazy amount, but Caitlin saying that they, it's gone down since... Aye, aye, aye. I also think, too, you must be in a pretty secure place financially if you're okay with turning down an appearance on primetime television with your core audience yeah. that could easily boost you on social media. I wonder what low is. So in the podcast, Jason basically is like, if we were on my podcast, I would ask you, like, what was the difference in money between, because mm -hmm. his, his podcast is all about money, and she goes to start telling it and then she's like no because i don't want to be insulting like it may sound like a lot of money to someone right, but for right. me it wasn't like enough which i understand i also get her saying like you don't want to go from being the host of the show to the host of a date but i feel like her being the host of the show was like a dream did it really even happen i don't remember i like blinked and she wasn't the host anymore yeah funnily enough it did actually happen yeah how much do you think it really was that they were offering i feel like from what we've gathered because we've asked people mm -hmm. i feel like did we ask jp rosenbaum we at we've asked some people like a couple thousand dollars i feel like based on the feeling i'm i've gotten from people in the past it may have used to be in the 5k range to make it an appearance on the show and mm -hmm. now it's in the 2500 range that's my gut my gut is almost like a thousand dollars, maybe even less. But they'll pay for your flight and of course, hotel like, or whatever. That's, that's a given, though. If you say come on the show, but fucking sit in the middle seat of Delta, no, I need peanuts in first class. Oh, I don't think they're flying them out first class, though. I don't think jo they would give JoJo and Jordan first. Well, maybe, but I think they get first class. I'm saying mm. that's what I would require. Oh, I mean, Not like, Jojo and same. Yes, I would require that as well. But I don't know. Maybe that's why Caitlin was kind of like, eh. I don't I just feel like they're stingy. Like, I, I feel like no, they it would are. be like, a, we'll get, say, put you in this, like, mediocre hotel. You'll fly economy and we'll give you a thousand bucks. And you'll get a meal stipend or, like, something stupid. I don't know. Yeah. You could get Chipotle if you want. Remember Sydney said when she was touring Bachelor yeah. live on stage, she was at, like, I don't know. The Holiday Inn Express or something. Yeah, by the airport, like somewhere where she literally did not feel safe. So what ABC doesn't realize is hosting a date is so unnecessary. Like I Gabby know. and Rachel are great, but we didn't really need them to host that date. JoJo and Jordan are great, but what did they add to Monday Nothing. night's episode? Not really much. So I don't really get why they even bother pulling the strings and bringing back familiar faces. I think they. I think they're just so like out of touch with what we like and want to see. I think they think people get excited. And maybe some people do. No offense if you do get excited about this. But I think people are like, oh my god, Gabby and Rachel? Like, yay. I think they just think people like, like to see them. Which we do. But not that much. Yeah, no, they are out of touch. Remember, like, Ashley and Jared in Paradise? They dedicated, yes. like, an episode and a half to them, and everyone's like, look, we love them. I mean, remember it's, the we, fucking Barbie commercial that we watched for an hour on, on Monday you night? It. You liked it. You liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it. Yeah, but it's... I only liked it because it was Barbie, and I'm really invested in this movie. But, yeah, it's just... I don't know why... Like, I wish they would skip to, like, literally night 10 of the show you want someone to host a date though like as jordan and jojo are beloved and mm -hmm. honestly i wonder if they would get paid more because they are um well 
Caitlin was a host too. But Jordan and JoJo are hosts yeah. of TV shows. Like that's like their job. They're currently hosting the Big D. But Caitlin, like I said, <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. But Caitlin was the host of the fucking show, so yeah. she's getting lowballed. Yeah, I don't actually know. I mean, JoJo and Jordan are great. I have no problem seeing them. Lovely. Why not bring back like Andrew and Greg? Like, if we're gonna bring back old people, why not spice it up and make it a little more fun and a little less predictable? Yeah. Well, sometimes, the, but when I feel like when they make it like not predictable, we're like, wait, this is confusing. What a weird combination. Like, remember when they brought back Courtney Robertson, Victoria Fuller, and Taj Wan? <laughs> and, Taj and we're Sean. like, huh? What is this? Group? Well, you know, my I say this with a hundred percent confidence. They took Victoria's. Um, like confessional from that date mm-hmm. and put it in the trailer of Zach's season, which conveniently aired right after Paradise. Oh, yeah. Paradise engagement. And I guess for the people who aren't like really media savvy, assumed that Victoria was going to be on Zach's season. Right. So I think they do that. I think they purposely put people on the show so that they could put them in the trailer and then get more attention. Yeah. They do that too. So I don't know. I don't know. But all we know is that they are stingy. They don't have a big budget. And I support Caitlyn for not hosting the date. No, I think it's good to be able to like know your worth and know your boundaries and just be like, no, I don't need this. And would you go from hosting the show to getting replaced to then coming and hosting a date? Like what is Jesse comes out and introduces Caitlyn who introduces the date? It's like, why isn't Jesse hosting any fucking dates? Okay, I thought of this yesterday. <laughs> when Caitlyn and Tasha were the hosts, mm-hmm. they were a part of every fucking moment of the show. Jesse literally does nothing. He's yeah. back to filling Chris Harrison's shoes. Right. So it proves that they were really trying to do something different with Caitlyn and Tasha, obviously. But right. I felt as a fan, it was way too much. The host should not be part of the day-to-day part of the show. I thought it was too much. Yeah, but Jesse could do a little something more. He could do a little bit more. He could be like, Charity. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Anything. He can host a little date. He can, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Speaking of Jason Tardick and his podcast, he had Wells on his podcast, which is called Trading Secrets. It's all about money. It's a really good podcast. We've covered it a couple times. And Wells kind of dug into how being the bartender on Paradise, he gets to like see a bunch of different personalities and goes as far as saying that some people on Bachelor in Paradise are really fucking rude to him. Oh no. This is what he said. Shouldn't be like this, but when you serve someone, you feel less than. And it's funny because I still serve people today on a TV show. Do you feel less than? I'll tell you what, man. There are people that are fucking rude on that show. I don't give them the best advice when that happens. Anyone that's on Paradise, especially these days, is talking to you and they're looking up to you because of all the success you've achieved. But you're telling me that's not always the case. But it's really, really hard to fire the guy that everyone likes in the office. And it's so much easier to give bad advice to someone you hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, don't it really is. be hateable. Yeah. Is Wells saying that he's like the most lovable guy in the office and like you're not supposed to be a dick to that person? I think he was maybe just kind of saying like being nice to people goes a long way in that like, you know, like like in corporate America, when you're liked and you make an effort to ask people about their weekends and stuff, you're more likely to keep your job, even if you're not great at your job. Not- Do you know that from experience? <laughs> I 
He also goes on in this podcast to say that he didn't ask for a raise as the bartender for four years and was making the standard $400 a day. And basically his reasoning was that he said that everyone wants his job and he didn't want to like rock the boat. But what's crazy is like, you guys know that our podcast, we ask pretty much anyone that's been on Paradise how much Mm -hmm. they've made. $400 is like bare, bare minimum for someone that went home like night one. That's someone that like ABC doesn't really care necessarily about on the beach. Yeah. So for them to pay Wells that, that's yeah, kind of crazy. I hope this doesn't get taken the wrong way by Wells, but it's like, I don't think he really like makes or breaks the show. If they announce tomorrow, hey guys, Wells is not going to be the bartender anymore. I'd be like, okay. Wait, real question. Do they have him playing like dual roles? Like, is he a le- is he like the legitimate bartender like they needed someone from bachelor nation to literally make cocktails no i don't think so because i do think sometimes you can see in the background like someone else actually mixing drinks i just think he has a a helper it's his assistant oh yeah like he's not the one like chopping up limes and lemons and like really doing the work i think he's on a real shift i do i really do and they they're like oh this is because we're stingy this is two for the price of one we have the bartender and we also have like a character on the show you think though i feel like they only just bring wells out when like they need someone to give someone advice or they he needs to like push something no. like i feel like he almost is like half bartender half producer in that sense yeah as opposed well, that's to what he's saying in this clip. Like, he's like, I give them bad advice. Bartender. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I think he's like, guys, we need to get more cherries. We need to get more limes. I have to fill refill the ice buckets. Oh, I don't like, think, I think he's, he's doing, like. You think he's really doing that? No. There's people who's who do that for him. They they just say, all right, we need Wells to set. We need Wells to give advice to Andrew Spencer, and then they bring him on. He says his lines, and then he goes back to his AC hotel. I see. I, I think he's on the beach like all day long. I really do. I think he's doing like working like a double. If you, you don't will. think he sleeps at the hotel though, he must. I hope so. In the air conditioning. The thing with him though is like he narrates the show a lot, and mm-hmm. I think that's his value. He's very. I think that's probably why he got the job because he's. He was yeah. the narrator on the seasons that he was on. And even JoJo's season, he didn't have a connection with JoJo, but I feel like he was very memorable from that season because of his commentary. So, I don't know. I think that's a lot to have to carry the whole show. Yeah, especially if you're only getting $400 a day. Yeah, I wonder what his rate I wonder what his raise was too. I don't think it's that much though. I think it would be, it would be like a $800 a day. I agree. He also said that he knows the people who have tried to get his job. He didn't name who, but he knows who they are. How much would have bet it's Nick Vial? No, I had the same thought about Nick Vial. Nick Vial went for Chris Harrison's job, too. Yeah. And Chris Harrison was apparently mad about it. At the time, though, you and I totally defended that. We were like, go for your dreams. Like, what's it? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm for it. Like, if anyone thinks they want the job and can do it better than Wells, like... Throw your hat in the ring. I'm I'm all for that. Like I don't think Wells has like ownership over this job that no one can possibly ever do it better or take it from him. That's not true. If someone tells you no, you're talking to the wrong person. Yes, yes, that's what we said last time. Yeah, and so I support that mentality. I don't support trying to take Wells's job out from under him, though. Especially when he used to be your friend. Like they used to be in the same. <laughs> you're talking like specifically about Nick. Yeah. Because I know that, I know for a fact that, like, he was likely one of the people. Yeah. I wonder who else. Ashley and Jared, maybe, or, you know what would be good? Gabby and Rachel. Or, honestly, just, I love Rachel, 
put Gabby alone as the bartender, she would be fucking great. I know. So do you do you like him? He's like your type. Are you gonna go on a date? Yeah. 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 I think she could be Wells' assistant. She could be like getting the ice while he's making the margarita. Perfect. And Rachel's going on the beach. That's pretty much confirmed. We don't know about Gabby. But if I know ABC, I'm sure they'll have Gabby fucking come down and bring a date card so that they could put it in the pr- in the trailer. Of course. And make it look like she's joining the cast. I'm on to you, ABC. <laughs> okay, so moving on. If you guys remember, on our Patreon channel, we did a Bachelor Blinds episode with Troy McGeady from Beyond the Blinds podcast. And you guys loved it so much that we invited him back to do a part two of Bachelor Blinds. But this time, we do some Bachelor Blinds, but we also just do some, like, Hollywood rumors like there's a lot of Britney discussion in this episode there's a lot of um what else we talk about some dancing with the stars drama there's Taylor Swift Taylor Swift drama so it's just like a fun good episode if you guys like pop culture gossip blind items definitely check it out Troy is a blast and he's just so knowledgeable about all of this stuff yeah and if you thought the first episode was juicy and scandalous like we made sure to really bring it because we we heard that you guys really liked the first one we go into bachelor couples that may not be totally truthful with the public and maybe people that are in staged relationships and nick vial being shady as fuck and how claire had like multiple backups as the bachelorette like there are literal blind items people that submitted anonymous gossip about these things and we're covering all of it so i'm going to play a clip right now to show you guys what you would be getting into and this is about a very well-known bachelor couple they could choose to be a couple that like is in seclusion and isn't like trying to post online and all that stuff but they're not they're just like any other bachelor couple that monetizes their relationship and makes money off of it you know there it's a business i think they did say like they almost broke up i'm pretty yeah. sure they've spoken out about that i don't think dancing with the stars helps any relationship no. after the bachelor we actually just did a dancing with the stars episode and it's the most debaucherous like you really have to like you have to go into dancing with the stars with like a rosary and a bottle of holy water like it is oh just the most debaucherous wild set it is how many people are fucking all of them no So if you want to hear more from that and you want to know who that Bachelor couple is and everything else that we touch on in this episode, go to patreon.com slash she's all batch. Also, when you get there, before you subscribe, you can play like a free little blurb and it's separate from the one we just played. So you can get like another taste of what the episode has to offer. All right. So patreon.com slash she's all batch. Go check it out. So in the Facebook group, there has actually been a lot of chatter about Lumi's microdose gummies. Um, A bunch of you guys have been asking, like, and have been curious to know if they really work and if Stephanie and I have, like, actually been using them and, like, what the tea is because people are curious. And I just need to tell you, they actually have, yes, become part of my nightly routine. I have struggled with sleeping for a very long time. And ever since I started taking Lumi microdose gummies, that's not the case anymore. Like, I thought just waking up in the middle of the night was oh, that's just like the fact of me getting older. That's just like what you do. No, it's not. It it was a me problem and now I've fixed it. So I genuinely feel that these work, guys. Yeah, and we try out every product before we talk about it on the podcast. That's something that's really important to us. And we wouldn't be sharing this with you guys if we felt like they didn't work. And when I went to Jackie's apartment for Fest, it was literally on her counter in her bathroom and she's like literally every single night i use them and our discount code is 
pretty significant. It's 30% off plus free shipping if you use code She's All Batch. So you're saving like $25 for a whole jar of these microdose gummies. I just think it's great savings. I think the only way to see for yourself is to try. Especially because everyone's different too. You know, like I, the more I've been taking them, I, I maybe will take a full one. Or if I'm like really tired, I'll take like one and a half. But I know when I first started out, you know, you take a half or it's just depending on what you want. If you just want to watch TV and chill out and not full on fall asleep, maybe take a half a gummy. So I think the only way to know is really like, testing them out for yourself, trying them, but I swear by them, honestly. Yes, and microdose gummies are available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use our code She's All Batch to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the episode description, but again, that's microdose.com with code She's All Batch. So I also want to take a second to tell you guys about Liquid IV. I actually have been a huge fan of them for years. So I was so excited when I heard that they wanted to partner with us, especially now that it's summer, guys. I feel like I have never used Liquid IV more. Like we're out and about, we're sweating, we're traveling, we're going out at night. And so hydration is a must. Um, And sometimes regular water just does not cut it. The thing with Liquid IV is that it can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water, which is amazing. It contains three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and 11 essential vitamins like vitamin C, potassium, vitamin B3, B5, B6, B12 all the bees, you know? Yeah. And I mean, not for nothing, but it's a great hangover fixer. I know that oh, yeah. that's like the staple when I'm hungover, you want to have a liquid IV. But the other morning, my husband woke up and was just really dehydrated from, I guess, you know, waking up and not having water. And instead of having a water, he had a liquid IV. And he's like, what? I want to be hydrated. I was like, okay, go off. That's great. Yeah. Liquid IV recommends adding one powder packet into 16 ounces of cold water, but the amount of water is up to your flavor preference. These flavors, they're really good. There's like white grape, peach, watermelon. Yes, I've been loving the white grape one. That one's my new fave. I have a lemon lime that I really like. You could drink it anytime. It tastes amazing, but especially after a workout, like Jackie said, when traveling, after a big night out. Drink it anytime. It tastes amazing. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating, now sugar-free. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off if you go to liquidiv.com and use code SHESALLBATCH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you use promo code She's All Batch at liquidiv.com. All right, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about those stories on air, and I think we've gotten rave reviews about it. What, what would you say? Um, yeah, I would actually even say it's a good time. You would say that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, this first one is about Emily Maynard. Okay, I'm newish to listening to your podcast, but loving it. Hopefully this encounter is interesting enough. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. In 2012, I was working in the service industry. I was working at a barbecue restaurant on the weekdays and then a nightclub on the weekends. The barbecue restaurant got asked to cater the mansion where Emily Maynard was filming her season of The Bachelorette. She filmed it in Charlotte. I loved Emily and the show, so I insisted on going to help set up the catering. It's fucking awesome. We got to the mansion, and unfortunately, we didn't see any of the guys or Emily, but it was cool to be there and kind of see behind the scenes. I think a few months later, I was bartending at the nightclub, and it was really busy. All of a sudden, Emily is in front of my station with friends. At first, I thought she was someone I knew, and I didn't put it together that it was actually her. I said, hey, she obviously had no clue who I was and I was so embarrassed when I quickly realized it was freaking Emily Maynard. She said hi and ordered a blueberry vodka and soda from me and smiled. She's absolutely gorgeous in person and seemed nice. Did I hear blueberry vodka and soda? Yeah, what is that? I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, blueberry vodka and soda. 
But how specific? Who orders that? Now we know Emily's drink of choice, at least that night. Blueberry vodka and soda. Wait, speaking of horrible vodka flavors, you know how, mm. like, when you first start drinking as a as a youth, you just, like, have disgusting choices? My choice of vodka was the green apple Smirnoff, like, mm. senior year of high school prom weekend. Isn't that so disgusting? You could afford Smirnoff in, in high school. I, I drank, like, bottom of the barrel. It might as well have been rubbing alcohol Ugh. through college. Wait, well, like, how much I is think it was called $10, $15? Well, I don't know. Whatever. I guess it depends on the size, but we yeah. all, I mean, sometimes I would drink that, like, what was it, Burnett's also. That, I think that was maybe more bottom of the barrel. I drank something plain vodka, and it was Laird's. I think it was like $10 for, like, a full liter. Oh my God. It literally was rubbing alcohol. Did you and ever go putting- through an Everclear phase? That's, like, legit rubbing alcohol. We put it in jungle juice probably that same weekend. Ugh. Yeah. Good times, guys. You, you definitely would need a, a liquid IV after that. Use code cheese all that. So true. So true. Um, I think this is really cool that you got to go to the mansion and set up. Mm-hmm. Like, you were part of craft services. Yeah. And interesting that they're eating barbecue. We never see them eat in the house. Right. You know, we see them fake eat on dates. But interesting to know that they're getting, like actually good food probably just for night one though because don't they say too that um like the producers will go to the grocery store and get you the kinds of foods you want but you have to like cook it in the house so maybe that's just a night one thing now i kind of want barbecue Mm. i love that this story came full circle though and that you ended up seeing her at the bar i feel like if i saw emily maynard in person i would need to like crawl in a hole and die one time i was in the same room as kim and chloe kardashian and like what it did to my ego was not good Really? I've actually heard that in person they look kind of, like, weird because they're short. I've never no, seen them Chloe's in person. Chloe's not. Chloe oh, was Chloe, like, yeah, no. Like, I took a picture with Chloe and I talked to her. And I just, I felt so, I don't know, I was, it was weird for my ego. I was like, I feel so ugly right now. And the person I was with was like, do you realize that they probably were in glam for, like, five hours to look like that? You can't compare yourself to that. No, you can't. But that's how I would feel, like, being around Emily Maynard, who, like, rolled out of bed because she is... Just as gorgeous. Just doing nothing. So true. Next one. Spotted. Kenny walking his two little dogs in Chicago. (laughs) That's it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I mean, we love King Kenny. I feel like I always hear good things about him. And this is another good thing. Walking his two dogs in Chicago. Getting a little exercise. Getting his dog exercise. Being outdoorsy. Embracing Mm -hmm. nature. Yeah, we love. Okay. Next one. I have a bachelor spotting. I moved to San Diego a couple of weeks ago and went to Katie Thurston's comedy show and Brayden from Charity Season was there. We had to wait to get in and he was one of the first people waiting in line. He was wearing the dangly earrings, of course, but he's actually more attractive in person and very tall. Is he friends with Katie? Like, what's the connection there? Yeah, he's either friends with her, which obviously, like, I feel like we see a lot of people on the show these days are are friends or relatives of someone else. I feel like that's the only way you get on. So maybe that, or he's just like so Bachelor Nation clout chasey that he's just trying to be at all the places. Right. Like, what are the odds that he was just going to a generic comedy show and it happens to be someone who was also on the show? Right. I don't think that's a coincidence at all. I think he's like trying to see and be seen by Bachelor Nation is kind of the vibe I'm getting. So I asked this person and I said, so weird, do you think he and Katie knew each other? She wrote, well, he was on Katie's stories two days ago at a club in San Diego. Aaron, the firefighter, Genevieve, and Brandon was also on her stories that night. So who knows? So it seems like they are friends. Just weird. It's like, 
How do you all know each other? Well, that's how they all get on the show. I think they, like, introduce their friends. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll see. Well, those are all the Bachelor Encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's All Batch, and you never know. Next week may be your week. Two things about me. I love having my nails done. I fucking hate going to the nail salon. Like, it is the worst experience for me. I would so much rather be home doing it myself and not dealing with being in the salon. And after discovering the Olive and June Manny system, I have the best of both worlds. So this Manny system has everything you need for salon quality manicure in one box. You can customize it and choose six polishes of your choice. I have a cute, like, hot pink. I love all shades of pink. That's usually my go-to. There's also a turquoise one that I really like as well. And the polish doesn't chip. It lasts for seven days or more. And this breaks down to $2 a manicure. So saving money with this Manny system. It also comes with award-winning cuticle serum and an acetone-free polish remover pot. So I can change my nail polish as I see fit, which I like to do quite often. Yes, I'm such a Jersey girl in that I love nails so much. I always have my nails done. And so Olive and June has nail polishes, but then they also have their press-ons, which I have been loving so much faster, cheaper, and easier than going to the salon to get like a full-on set of nails. They look so real. They're so long. They're not damaging to your nail, which is great because since I am such a nail girl, my nails are always (laughs) brittle and weak. So I need something to cover them. The good thing is they give you um, multiple sizes with the nails too, because I think that's why some people are sometimes so hesitant to try press-on nails because they're like, well, everyone's fingers are different. They're not going to fit, but they give you so many different ones to try so that you can make sure each finger has the perfect fit, which obviously is necessary for successful press-on nail technique. In summer 2023, we're saving time and saving money, and we're going to do that with Olive and June. Mm -hmm. So visit oliveandjune.com slash she's all batch, and that'll get you 20% off your first Olive and June system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D. J-U-N-E dot com slash she's all batch. S-H-E-S-A-L-L-B-A-C-H for 20% off your first Olive and June system. Support for today's episode also comes from Honey Love with wedding season upon us. You have to have shapewear that you can rely on. And that's why I love Honey Love. Honey Love is your go-to for all things shapewear. They have revolutionized compression technology. So you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. You can get 20% off your entire order when you use our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash she's all batch 20. I have been loving their bodysuits. I have them in a bunch of different colors and it has just become my staple summer outfit is like a honey love bodysuit and jeans. It's great because it feels like a top, like you're wearing a full outfit, but you still feel supported and snatched and sucked in and that's what we all want to feel like. Absolutely. So treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash she's all batch 20. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off at honeylove.com slash she's all batch two zero. All right, guys, we have Noah Herb here. You know him from Tasha's season of Bachelorette and also Bachelor in Paradise. Noah, did I pronounce your last name right? Herb, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was like herb. (laughs) No, it does look like that, but it is just herb. Okay. Herb without the H, man. Got it. Going back to uh, Tasha's season, you were one of the new arrivals, like in the special limo when Tasha arrived. So, because of that, though, did you know what was going on prior to getting out of the limo? Like, did you know that like the original Bachelorette left and that there was a new Bachelorette? Um. So I've thought about this at the whole thing still. I never got a whole lot of clarity from it, but 
I was told that things aren't going well or something like that. So you guys were just sitting in a hotel? I was out there for a while. Yeah, I was out there for a while. Um, I was told that I could go on um, or there's an off chance that I could wait and um, could not get on the show or could get on the show. Were you supposed to be on Claire's season? Yeah. It was like, hey, there's 30 guys already because, like, there's a whole bunch of people that never even got to go on, even though they waited just as long as everybody. This is the first, like, COVID bubble. So my option was, um, are you okay with waiting for the off chance that you don't get it versus uh, maybe it could be in and something better happens? I was like, okay, that sounds good. So you took the gamble. But did you know it was going to be Tasha? No, I didn't know it was Tasha. Or I didn't know who Tasha was. I knew it was Tasha, but I didn't know who that was. Okay, so you didn't watch Colton's season? No, I missed. There was like a few years where I used to watch the show. I thought it was hilarious. And like <laughs> I used to have friends over and we'd watch it. And then, you know, I didn't watch for a few years. So I missed all the recent last few years stuff. So what so, was the timeline of them calling you to come to wherever they were filming? I think it was... Palm Springs. Lucky. So, so were you sitting in the hotel when Claire was starting her season? So I got asked to go on Claire's. I got nominated on uh, for my little sister for Claire's season, the, the first one. And mm-hmm. I was like, I do travel nursing. So I was in between contracts. I was like, there's no way. All right, fine. So I showed up for an interview. Like I went to the mall. I bought clothes because mm-hmm. I was like fourth day straight. I'm like, kind of cracked out, you know, I'm like sweating, you know, I work night shift. It was like my fourth one. So I'm like cracked on a coffee. I went to the mall, bought some clothes, did some interviews and they were like, all right, yeah, you're good. You want to be on the show? And I was like, well, yeah, like perfect. So my contract ended when the show started. Then um, that's when the COVID, COVID happened while we were like kind of uh, in the hotel or whatever. Then it turned into, oh, national emergency got declared. COVID thing's real. We're like, what? So then I just went about my life and went back to nursing. Then I got called up, whatever, six months later or whenever it was. So I was there, but I didn't really think anything would happen after it got canceled the first time. So they called you and said, we're going to go back to filming Claire's season. Do you want to come? So then it was like, yeah, do you, or first it was, um, it's going to be Claire. And I'm like, okay, who's that? Yeah, well, it's just a name. She's 40. That was like the first thing I was like, okay, like, I think she was 38. 40 could mean, or okay, she's about to be 40. I was like, okay, well, you know, I was 25. I'm like, mm-hmm. she'd have to be a special 40 year old, but also, like, I mean, whatever, she's cool. Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. So I like watched her whole season driving back from California to Oklahoma. It was like a 24 hour drive. I just watched all the tea. I was like, all right, she's pretty. Um, she seemed a little crazy, but let's let's do this thing. That's about Juan Pablo really at. liked her though. She was very much painted as in like a good light, even though I get what you mean a little bit crazy. Well, they're like, it's it. Claire. I was like, it's Claire. Uh then like I looked up, you know, her name and stuff, and there's all these videos, her talking to raccoons and stuff. I was like, <laughs> Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't just Juan okay. Pablo. Oh, yeah. She yeah. had a crazy edit in Paradise. So I knew who she was. It was kind of okay. like it was kind of like, all right, let's, I mean, I'm either going to do this or go back to nursing right now. And honestly, it was in the middle of COVID nursing. So I was kind of like F nursing, you mm. know, but 
um, yeah, I didn't end up actually meeting her. So you showed up in Palm Springs with the intention of being on Claire season, but then what did they say to you? Just kidding. You're, you're not going on right now. You're going to sit in this hotel and we're going to bring you out later. Like, what did you think was happening there? It sounds, uh, very cliche, but I hardly remember it. What I remember was them being like, Hey, um, I know it's already been like the two weeks that we all waited. Um, are you willing to possibly wait with the chance of, you know, other things turning out differently? Like they're really vague or mm -hmm. you go on now, uh, there's 30 other guys. You're the youngest one. We won't get to view your story. Like, I was like, sure. I mean, that, if that's the gamble is me versus 30 guys and I can't even talk to Claire, I was like, I'd rather just. But it's like the they were planning for her to leave, though. If they're telling you that, I don't know the if bat, they were planning, but I think they know her. So and no, no, they were planning they on know, her to leave, and they know Dale. Like there had to have been something else, but it was mm. hey, there's a gamble. <laughs> so why I was would only, they think there's a gamble? That doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah, Ooh. see, I never thought too far into it. What That's I knew was it was a flip of a coin, and it was like, all right, me like looking like a dickhead trying to beat 30 other guys when I'm coming in versus me possibly getting something else. Sure. Like I thought I would just be brought in later in the season. And I feel like that's kind of what they thought, but I had no idea. I didn't look too much into it. I was like, all right. Okay. If I can get past night one and not even talk to her um, and come in later, then I'm like, I'll be confident enough to shoot my shot then, but I'd rather actually be able to talk to her. Okay. So, so I don't know. It is weird. It is weird, weird when you think about it. Yeah, I never I, looked. I never looked too far into it. I was like, okay, flip of a coin. I've already been here for feels like a year, you know, because right. it was with the COVID ruling, we couldn't do anything. I was like, I've already been here. Let's just like whatever and see what happens. Yeah. But weren't you itching to get out of that hotel room? I would have been losing my oh, mind. Oh, I broke like, out get me all the out time. I you broke did? out. Oh yeah, yeah. I was a menace. Okay. Oh, broke out. I thought you meant like hives. You mean like physically no, you left the hotel? No, no, I never got COVID. I was working in ICU. I never got COVID. I, I was negative on all the tests, but I couldn't stay locked in forever. I snuck out all the time. I just like wandered. You naughty boy. Yeah, I'm like, so they weren't very strict with their quarantine process if you were going uh, in I and out. I might just be a psychopath. I don't know. But no, yeah, it was a long time and it was grueling. It was like, I read through books and I'm basically during that quarantine, the one thing we had was ancient aliens on TV. So I basically watched everything related to aliens in those two weeks and got convinced they're real. And I've questioned nice. about the pyramids. So I was I mean, definitely losing ugh, my mind. They in are real. Don't get me started yeah, on the pyramids. I have my questions, aliens. but That's a whole basically, other yeah, podcast. I was in there so long. I turned into a full on alien conspiracist. Yeah. Conspiracy oh. theorist. So after Tasha's time, time though, Moving on from aliens, after yeah, Tasha's time, <laughs> uh, you got a call to go to paradise. Was Abigail someone that you had your eyes on from the beginning? Like, was she someone you listed as someone you would be interested in? Uh, yeah, so paradise rolled around. It was kind of like, all right, I didn't get shown in the best light on The Bachelorette from my perspective, but mm -hmm. it wasn't terrible. Um, I was like, yeah, I'll do it again. And... <laughs> Abby from her season was really pretty, obviously. A little unique. I kind of thought she was like dorky, like cute, funny kind of type. Mm -hmm. So she was on the list of she's really pretty and she's interesting. That was like right. the extent. But I was very particular to not 
talked to girls before paradise knowing I was going to go on. Cause I was like, I don't want to have to deal with that. Like I want to go there and meet somebody. I have no idea who they are. Um, have fun, not look like an idiot. And that's a win, you know? So I was very like particular about making sure I don't have any sort of connection or, um, relationship with anyone. I did send Abby a, a DM on Instagram. That was, it was like a long DM, but it was also very like friend zone. It was like a little half flirt kind of thing. Uh, what did it say? Replied, uh, it was basically, I mean, more or less, it was like, I've, whatever, I've, I've worked with like deaf kids. I think you're um, very sweet. You want me to pull it up? I'll pull it up. Basically, it was like, you're pretty. I hope you do well. Um, way to be strong on TV when this hasn't happened before. Like, best of luck to you. Oh, before Nothing she went like on Matt's season? You when mean? I saw her on Matt's season. Oh. I DM'd her. She responded and was like, oh, thank you so much. I was like, all right, I'm another guy in her DMs. That was what I left it at. Okay. Like, okay, cool. Sweet. Oh, then you meet in paradise, though, and sparks fly. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, there's actually some tea. We actually met in New York, but nothing happened. It was not. Before paradise. We met everybody. And there was a trip in New York. Since I haven't been podcast in a while, there's a trip in New York where everybody met everyone. Scandal. Whoever drama. did stuff with those people, I don't know, but I know that I met Abby and her friends. Chelsea actually was the one that brought Abby. So I met her, but we were very like friend zone. Like, don't give too much attention. Cause I was like, if we both go in paradise, I'd rather it be like I'm one step backwards or like we don't know each other versus me shooting my shot in New York, you know, with all the guys. Like, I didn't want just a one night stand. Yeah. So we didn't really talk. That makes sense. But but you're implying that other people on that trip may did do yeah. more than talk. Yeah, and there's then a got lot of people on the beach. Met. There's just a lot of people that met and probably a few that got together on the beach. Probably a few. Hmm. Hmm. And then you have to go out on the beach all and act blur. Like strangers. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's weird. It's like, all right, you either got to. You either got to be on the same plane. Like, yeah, we met, but let's try to shoot our shot clean or like have a game plan but the back and forth you can tell when that blows up on people obviously then once you guys were on the beach um you and abigail were like one of the most solid couples throughout the entire season but you randomly broke up at the end as a viewer that was very confusing <laughs> yeah. why did that happen yeah um i mean i can't speak to the mind of whoever produces these shows but mm -hmm. there was so much missed out. Like there was the cute aspects. Everyone would be like, yeah, you and Abby are the strongest, the power couple, the strongest on the beach, whatever. But then you watch it, you're like, where? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean they're, they're doing so well? Cause we never, it didn't show us talking or anything. It shows like chilling, having a cute moment and then like being on the downside. So there was a lot missed. Um, so are you saying you guys weren't as solid as it was kind of No, seeming? I was saying we were, but you didn't get oh. to see the ins and outs of it. You only saw the highs or the lows. There was no like in between. There's no fun stuff. There's no us talking to each other's friends about each other. There was none of that shown. So all you saw was like the peaks and the valleys. I would say we were pretty steady for like what a normal couple on the beach would look like. We had a lot of in between and up and down, but it wasn't very drastic. It was like, here's how we feel. Here's how this made me feel. What do you think about this? Like, we were pretty steady in that regard. But all you saw was like, they're in love. They're on a date. They're, they broke up. 
or she didn't say I love you or whatever. Mm-hmm. You just saw the highs and the lows. So there was, it was a lot more steady. I did a lot of dates actually on Paradise. I did a lot of fun dates. One was like a golf one because I knew she was a golfer. Like we did fun dates that we set up that they never showed. I did like three or four of them. So why but, did you guys break up then? Um, it was probably the environment, honestly. For me, I was getting kind of fed up for her. She was probably getting fed up as well. It was like, we're not able to work at each other's paces. I was kind of like, we're either going to do it or not. She was like, you know, I still have my guard up, but I want to kind of thing. So I think it just got to a boiling point to where I was like, all right, whatever, I'm done. And she was like, well, now I'm ready. And it was like this mm. thing. Something that you said during the breakup, because I just watched it. You said that you don't think you can get to where you need to be by the end. Is there pressure to get engaged? Like, did you feel like if you guys were going to stay together that you should get engaged? Yeah. So there is the pressure of, obviously, if you're a couple that like each other, it may be fast, but you love each other, you're going to make it to the end, you're going to get engaged. That's kind of Mm -hmm. the whole layout of the show. So there is that pressure, but her and I did talk about it from the beginning, pretty much. We're vocal about I'm not going to get engaged if I don't feel like, like, that's weird to me, the concept of it. I know that's what I'm signing up for, but I was like, I don't see myself getting engaged. I would like to end in a relationship with the intent of getting engaged, but I don't necessarily want to get engaged. So I'm kind of old fashioned. I know you're normal, but couldn't you <laughs> just, normal, but... couldn't you just stay dating her and then left the beach as a couple? Or I feel like that doesn't happen as much anymore. Well, in an ideal situation, I'd be like, yeah, I, stay with her we work it out off show or I get a ring it wasn't how I would like it to be and we didn't have enough time to get to that point I felt like Mm -hmm. so I was like whatever like at that point I'd rather been done I was like if if this isn't going to work out I'd rather go home versus like let me long game it so I I did hit her up after and was like hey I would I would like to try that again like on her own terms how soon after pretty much immediately um I texted her a neutral text because I was one that broke up with her and was like yeah obviously I care about you it didn't work out how I, how I would have liked it to still care about you all these things and and that was on her flight then she texted me back and we texted and then facetimed and was like I want to come see you kind of thing so we weren't dating but I was like I want to come see you wherever you're at and we can do let's spend a week together with no cameras no phones and just talk mm-hmm. to each other see how we get along so was any part of the breakup like not real then if you got together right afterwards? I mean, I don't think even in a even in a non-show relationship, it's not uncommon for somebody to go back and forth because the true. feelings are still there. Then you have your thoughts and what your perspective of it was. For me, I was like, the feelings are there. I just never got to break through. Mm-hmm. And I could tell both of us wanted to. Okay. So, like, I don't cry too often. I could, I've maybe cried a handful of times. Mm-hmm. I was genuinely sad about the whole thing. Uh, the feelings were true, but I was like, this is just not going to work out. Right. So I wouldn't say it was fake, but you know, the feelings were there. Then I was like, all right, I want to do one more last, right. last and jump and see what happens. Yeah. And then it worked out. We had a blast. We stayed in contact and kind of went from there. And you guys are really serious now. Like, where do you stand in terms of the future with Abby, as you call her? But we know her as Abigail. Oh, yeah. I call her BB. Uh, no, we're we're honestly doing great. We're having a blast. Uh, we're not too much in the spotlight, but I mean, we are both headed in the same direction. 
um, working on planning a life together. There's always that, like, what I've learned, obviously I've never been on a show before the last few years, but there's like this cognitive dissonance where you're like, okay, I like this person. And you get into real life and you're like, do I like them on the show or do I like them like them? So there's like a slow separation of like, this is normal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work out and we're great. Um, so there's obviously that aspect. And then it's like, to the point where it's like, all right, I love this chick. Uh, like I could see us, you know, going way past the show, doing all these things. And we're having a blast along the way, you know, little differences here and there, but it's transitioned a lot more into a normal, like, uh, a lot more longevity than like the, Oh, we love each other. We're on the show. now it's like, all right, this person and me fit well, real life. Yeah. Yeah. Real life. So it's been fun. And I love her family. Our families have met, you know, it's like, it's looking a lot more real life than, you know, right after the show where you're still going to events and you're still doing all this thing. Now it's like hardly, I feel like people care about us as much, you know, we're a few years removed. We might pop up here and there, but like we're doing well and we're having fun. Like that's amazing. And we do care about you. (laughs) Oh yeah. But it's, it's like, we're not, we're not making splashes. We're not doing a whole lot. Right. But that may be for the best and be, be good for your relationship too. Probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, back in May, Abigail posted a TikTok about engagement rings. Like it was like some. Oh yeah. That was funny. I got tagged a bunch or sent that. Do you see yourself proposing to her in the future? In the near future? Um. Yeah. In the near future, in the future. I mean, semantics at this point. Yeah. That's the goal. That's been the goal. Um. I mean, like I said, we're very content. I'm obviously whenever I do it, it's going to be a surprise. I want it to be special. Like I said, I'm kind of like very old fashioned with all that. Yeah. Um, that's the plan for me. That's been the plan since, you know, I said, I love you to her. So now it's been like, all right, how can we mold our lives in a certain way and then do the process that we want to do? But yeah, that's the goal. So what is um, life like for you, for you and for both of you today? Like what is your post show life like? Uh, um so post show we've hopped around california we were in orange county huntington we were in la for a year i did some travel nursing and now we're in san diego um i'm back in the hospital now but goals to get back to actually oklahoma so we're planning on moving there uh, i like to renovate houses and i own some properties so i want to get back into that and fun. let her design her own phone or home and make it nice. So kind of settled down in Oklahoma is like a home base. A lot of my family's there. We have a lot of friends there. She does as well. And, you know, move from there, but that's the plan. Cool. Settle down out there, get a dog, things like that. Do you guys but watch? It's been fun. We've traveled a ton. Um, we haven't watched the show. We've watched, we watched some, the last ones of Zach's. Mm-hmm. And then we love um, Bachelor in Paradise Canada. We think it's hilarious. Oh, I haven't watched. Oh, it's good. It's so messy. Yeah. I've and we're heard. friends with Chelsea and some of the people. And Abby and I actually make an appearance, which oh, I'm a little nervous about because I had no idea what the relationship statuses of these people were. And I was pretty matter of fact. And I can't remember if I said break up with her, like she's playing you, you look like a Ooh. fool, or if I said just go for it. But I <laughs> I was spot on with what I said and I didn't budge. It was like a little heart to heart. Wait, did it air yet? 
No, we haven't come on yet. Uh, Canada's airing. You can, if you get a VPN, you can watch it on True City TV. No, but your episode didn't air. I would love to no, line this interview no, up with when you're on there so I could be like, Noah. Abby talks to Chelsea. Abby talks to Chelsea and I talk to Connor. Okay. The cat. Oh, they're getting together? No, they were just both there and we showed up. Oh, okay. Cool. But we haven't watched the whole, uh, we watched the tail end of Zach's and then, um, We've been watching Canada. We've been traveling a ton. We've hardly been home, like home at all. We've been hopping around everywhere, just seeing each other's families and friends. Cool. All right. Well, so where can our listeners keep up with you on social media? Do you want to plug anything? Yeah. So mine is Noah underscore herb. It's on, I hardly posted TikTok, but I'm working on, working on it in Instagram. We like to say like Abby has the curated, pretty nice Instagram. Mine's like the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. not very proper, funny. So that's kind of how we are. But that's my social media. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Um, and I'll be in touch when this when this goes live. Yeah, you guys have been blowing up. I listened oh. to Trey's episode oh. because I haven't listened to any podcast really, unless mm-hmm. I'm like focused trying to do something. So I was like, all right, I'll throw it on. Cause I like Trey and I, I know he just unraveled. So I was like, this will be funny. He was so and good. He did. He was spot on. Oh my God. He was <laughs> amazing. Trey's. Yeah. You guys are killing it. You're bl- blowing up. Thanks. So congrats. Thanks. Can't wait for this to come out. Yeah. Me too. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave a nice review. Subscribe. Tell a friend. That really will help us, guys, if you do tell other people about us. Yeah, tell a friend and then tell that friend to also tell a friend. Mm, That's homework really for how you get the chain of friends all listening to She's All Batch. And if you guys are interested in our Bachelor Blinds Part 2 episode with Troy McGeady from Beyond the Blinds, you can go to patreon.com slash she's all batch. It's a juicy one, guys. Hence why we needed to hide it in Patreon because we talk about some things that are a little... Riscandy. Scandy. Do you believe the stuff that Troy was saying about Sean Lowe? Yes, 100%. I'm like, I'm like iffy. I know you are. I don't are, know if he would do that. I just, I always think the worst of people, especially famous people. <laughs> I just think like they're too, I don't know. Well, you guys will, if you want to know what we're talking about, go to patreon.com slash she's all batch and tell us what you think about the whole Sean Lowe stuff. I believe it 100 bazillion percent. Again, if you go to patreon.com slash she's all batch, you can play a little preview clip for free. So go at least check that out because honestly, the little clip that I gave you guys is is really juicy. It's about Claire's season. Yeah. Um, be sure to follow our Facebook group. Follow us on TikTok and, and Instagram and Twitter. All the things. All the things. All the things in the world. And I think that's it, right? I think that's it, right? Yeah, Bye, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's the order we normally say this? Bye, bitches. <laughs>